0: On the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Boys Basketball, brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at PennStateHealth.org. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story, and the Reading Royals. Now to the broadcast booth. Here's your announcer,
1: Darren Ziner. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles pregame show and the Burks Catholic Saints. Pre game show on the Exeter Sports Network and the Saints Sports Network. I bring in Ryan Lina Weaver, Mike Boyer. We have an interesting setup for you this evening, folks. Almost feels like the World Wrestling Federation from back yesteryear, but we're going to bring you a basketball game tonight. So, Ryan, welcome to the booth. Mike Boyer, welcome to the booth. Howdy. Guys, it's going to be
2: a fun night. It is, we're doing the uh, the morning zoo thing. There's four of us, if you want to include Jerry. Uh, six, if you include uh, WEU, who you will probably hear in your ear at some point in time tonight as well.
3: Well, it should be fun, that's all I can tell you. It's exciting. Uh, it's gonna be interesting how we work this out, and it's gonna be fun as we kinda learn as we go along.
1: That's exactly right. So you're gonna have all angles tonight. You're gonna have the Exeter angle, you're gonna have the Burks Catholic angle, and everything in between. And we will get started with all of that commentary for you shortly. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network and the Saints Sports Network. We'll be back after this break.
2: Well, welcome back. After a brief hiatus here, sorry, we thought that we had the uh, wireless microphone on to uh, track us actually leaving the building here tonight.
0: But somebody screwed it up.
2: But somebody screwed it up. It definitely was not our producer, Jerry. He, he would never do anything like that.
3: All right, I did it, I'll take credit.
0: So we were, uh, <laughs> just as we were starting, they said everybody out of the building Somebody pulled a fire alarm, apparently, but then by the time we got to the exit, they said, ah, false alarm, go back in. So here we are, back with the pregame show. Let's try
1: this again. Here we are. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) We are coming to you live from Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium in Reading, Pennsylvania for tonight's Berks One matchup between the Berks Catholic Saints and the Exeter Eagles. As I mentioned, we've got Ryan down there. He's going to bring you again. the play by play. We're going to in the next 7 minutes while the clock is winding down, we're going to give you all we can as to Burke's Catholic and Exeter. And Ryan, how about we get started with you? Go ahead and share your Burke's Catholic information.
2: Well, I would if my computer was cooperating because you know, once again, bring a beautiful computer with and of course it doesn't want to uh, cooperate.
1: And that's all right, we can pick up for you, it's absolutely no problem. So we take a look at Exeter right now. And the last couple of games, Exeter has been playing Jekyll and Hyde against Conrad Weiser last Friday. They played Jekyll from the start. A 43, 63-47 win. Joey Schloffer scored a career-high 22, he had seven boards. Anthony Cachese was a force inside, 16.7 boards. Colin Payne added 13. That trio scoring 51 of Exeter's 63 points. And as Coach Ashcroft likes to call them, the bigs, they came to play. They went a combined 16 of 21 from the field to dominate in the paint, ultimately leading them to the victory. And, And Mike, you've seen Exeter Unfortunately, the Eagles won't have Joey Schlaffer tonight, but you know how important it is for the Eagles to have their big guys working in the paint.
3: Absolutely, Joey's not gonna play tonight. He's got a little bit of a wrist injury. Uh, Don't know the extent of how long he will be in or out, but uh, it's gonna fall on Anthony Cachese to pick up the slack there underneath one of the big guys. You know, Anthony's had some really nice games last few weeks, they've gotta find a way to get him the ball a little bit more, and he's gotta be able to catch the ball and put it in the bucket.
1: Against Wilson on Monday, Exeter played Hyde in a 63-49 loss. They went down early in the game, 9-2. Unfortunately, that's been a challenge for the Eagles. And we talk about some keys to tonight's game, getting out of the block slowly where they've gone half a quarter and scored four points. So something, Mike, they certainly need to turn around if they're gonna try to stay with Perks Catholic's high-scoring offense.
3: Well, you talk about that Wilson game. You know, they were down by 10, battled back to two. Down by 10, battle back to one. Down by 10, battle back to three. They could never get themselves over the hump in that game to get themselves in the lead to play with the lead. They played from behind the whole time. You know, we talk about a little bit of how they're starting the game. And if they don't start well, you know, obviously they're not just behind, but they're completely demoralized in how they play the game as far as the energy level, the hustle and stuff like that. Not having Schlaffer in the game does not boost that energy level for the eagles coming into tonight's game
1: against the bulldogs exeter had a rough shooting night they were 31 percent in field goals 32 percent from two land only 30 percent from three point land and we know they're going to try to fire them up from three but if they don't get them to fall early Burks Catholic's going to drive the lane they're going to kick it out they're going to get exeter in early foul trouble and mike again something that they Exeter can't afford to let that happen.
3: Absolutely, you know. Uh, you know Ryan's going to talk about the balance of, of Burke's Catholic in a little bit here. You know, the one thing that we have when you look at Exeter is they don't have balance. Colin Payne's a leading scorer. Colin Payne leads the team in three-point percentage and buckets. Colin Payne leads the team in free throw shooting percentages and free throws taken. If it's not Colin Payne, no one else is picking up the slack. And so when Ryan talks about BC here. Brian, talk about a little bit of how they're balanced a little bit more and the distribution they get from their players.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is a balanced offense. It starts and stops with J.J. Jordan. We saw that in the Reading High game that Mike helped bring to you, uh, you know, me on play-by-play, Michael and Keller. But, you know, we saw how different this team was without J.J. Jordan in the lineup because he is the catalyst for everything that this team has on offense. Because it's an awful lot of drive and kick. It's J.J. Jordan getting into the lane, kicking out wide, because you have Aiden Sands who can hit it from three. You have Ryan Koch who can hit it from three. Jack Miller spots up an awful lot. And you almost forget about him during the course of a game until he's hitting corner threes on you. And, you know, he's having two, three threes a game just out of nowhere uh, because he can also spot up. Tyler Givens, not so much. Uh, Aaron Reinhardt though coming in for Gibbons usually that first substitution off the bench Reinhardt can stroke it from three so you know you take a look at how this team operates Jordan with 17 points a game he's at 16.8 right now Ryan Coke, very well balanced arguably the best uh, two-way player that they have on the team A uh, very lengthy but he can hit it from three 44 leads the team uh, he's at 14.4 points per game. And then Aiden Sands also in double figures at 11.3. Then again, Jack Miller at 7.7. Uh, he's tied for second on the team in threes with Aiden Sands. So, you know, they can hit it down low, uh, cutting to the basket, especially with Jordan. And then they can it from the outside as
0: well.
3: Ryan, you know, the one thing we talked about in that Reading game was when he left the game in foul trouble, the turnovers that took place back to back to back. And that's where Redding stretched out that lead and we, you know, they got a little bit of a boost off the bench from Christian Caccioni, and JJ Jordan came back in the game. They came back, took the lead, tied it up, and their turnovers stopped. Sure. So not just the, the you know, drive and dish, but also just getting the ball up against pressure and getting it to people is a huge thing that he does for this team.
2: Yeah, I mean the problem is when JJ exits the game, you're looking at Ryan Koch bringing the ball up the, up the floor. And he's a perfectly fine ball handler in his own right, but he's not a point guard. You know, you put a little bit of pressure on him. We saw, especially with Redding High. Now, Redding High is a different animal. <laughs> you know, you're, you're talking about arguably the most athletic team in Berks County, and they were just doubling him up coming across half court, and there was nothing that they could do about it without somebody willing to, to break that press or split defenders uh, the way that J.J. Jordan can. So uh, it, it's certainly a different offense when he's out for sure, uh, especially with the turnovers. And we talked about the foul trouble. This is not the first time that it's happened. Aiden Sands has gotten to foul trouble too. But you know, when Jordan is playing his game, he's very aggressive on the defensive end. He's going to force turnovers because I mean that your Catholic game. I mean, he was forcing him left and right and just getting easy buckets at the other end in transition. So you know, when he's playing at his best, he is going to be aggressive against some teams that works, and it may you know come to prove itself here against Exeter, against Reading. It didn't work at all. And he got his hands caught in the cookie jar a handful of times. So, you know, for Burks Catholic, they need Jordan to stay out of foul trouble. And usually uh, as he goes, the rest of the team goes as well.
1: And even building on that, Exeter is going to have the same challenge because of J.J. Jordan driving that lane. Zion Paschal will be tasked initially to guard him. And I expect a few fouls to uh, go up on the board early. I don't think uh, Exeter has the speed in order to take care of a speedy guard like J.J. Jordan. They've shown a challenge against those types of guards in prior games. So foul trouble has caused issues with Exeter in the past, and I see that playing another factor again tonight. When we take a look at these two teams, they played back on January the 6th. Burks Catholic came away with a 56-51 win. After one on the strength of 10 points from J.J. Jordan, Berks Catholic led a 18-11, while a late 8-0 second quarter run. Exeter cut it to 25-22 at the half. Saints matched Exeter 31-29 in the second half. The Eagles would chip away, but could never get over that hump. And they came up on the short end of the 56-51 score. J.J. Jordan led the Saints with 20. Jack Miller had 10. Ryan Cook nine, Aiden Sands seven. And as I mentioned, that game was a classic situation where Exeter got into foul trouble, got into the bonus early in the fourth, and give the Saints credit. They were able to hit just enough free throws down the stretch to come away with that win. Yeah,
2: I wasn't there for that game. So, (laughs) sorry. Sorry, Darren, you're, you're pointing down to me, and Mike's looking at me, and that, that was a game that I did not call. So this, this I will is, take your word that that's exactly what happened.
1: This <laughs> is where the zoo takes over, right? It's just a matter of, oh, it's you. All right, good, it's me. Well, I am know, wearing the
2: Top Gun shirt tonight, so I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I am the zoo.
3: You know, you talk about what happened in that game as far as foul troubles and things of that nature, but I, I think the one thing that you have to look at in that game was Exeter was not able to get back to that point where they got comfortable at any point. They were trailing the whole time, playing from behind catch up. And again, that seems to be their MO here in the last few weeks is playing from behind, making big runs to get back close, but not being able to finish off the job and getting himself even and kind of settle down things.
1: We are winding down just about three minutes till we get started with the starting five, the tip off the national anthem. You're listening to the Saints Sports Network and the Exeter Sports Network. We'll be right back.
4: Tackle your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a health care provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at PennStateHealth.org forward slash on demand.
5: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com.
0: Now, let's get back to the game on the Saints Sports Network.
2: Back here at Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium here in Reading. Just about getting underway for what should be a fascinating game between uh, two Burks 1 rivals here in Exeter and, of course, Burks Catholic. This one being brought to you on both channels tonight. Once again, we're going uh, with a... Well, this is a family station. So just on one. I won't. Oh, we are just, just on, on one. Just on one, yeah. All right. I would will need you,
0: at least two boards to do that. So. We're, we're going rogue. <laughs> we are going rogue. Completely rogue. But the good news is we don't hear anybody screaming. Well,
2: this is true.
3: Except for you, Jerry.
2: Except for Jerry. Except Making for, a point. Except for Joe Byron. <laughs> There's three of us here, so we are trying something a little bit different. Uh, so I will be covering the play-by-play here tonight. Darren and Mike will be chiming in. As we go along, hopefully they'll be able to play nice with each other, as I suppose that they will. But just getting ready for the starting lineups. I would assume Catholic Catholic's going to be running out the exact same starting five that they have uh, quite literally every single game that they have. But first, they will start with Exeter. And there could be a small surprise and a small wrinkle thrown in here. So Zion Paschal... Will of course handle ball handling duties tonight. Kevin Sands also jumping into the game here, a sophomore. Colin Payne, the leading scorer in all of Berks County, will be also in the starting lineup. And then we have Teddy Snyder, and then Anthony Kachies also in the starting lineup for Exeter. And for Burks Catholic, you can most certainly expect J.J. Jordan, Aiden Sands, Ryan Cook, Jack Miller, and Tyler Gibbons, as they are the five st- sitting on the bench here for the Saints. Anything else before we uh,
3: have the invocation, guys? I think it's interesting right now they went with Kevin Sands as the starter in the place of Joey Schlapper. Uh Kevin Sands is a guy who plays a lot of JV for him, does a nice job, got minutes early in the season, varsity minutes and then kind of was non-existent for the middle part of the season and now it looks like they're going in tonight.
1: It'll be interesting to see you mentioned Colin Payne currently at a twenty point three point per game clip. He's number one in Burks but he's gonna need that balanced scoring with Joey Schlopper being out. Teddy Snyder gives nine, Anthony Cachese's seven, so they're gonna have to look for a lot of players to step up.
3: Well, not just step up, but they're gonna play defense too because Joey is not there as a big guy.
2: So we will take a quick break here for the invocation and
3: National Anthem and be
2: right back.
1: gracious
6: lord when the game of life is over may they win the most important
2: victory eternal life with you amen the national anthem was played prior to the girls varsity contest tonight's going to go right to the tent well giddy up because we're on the back end of how many games jerry three or game number four here tonight
0: game number four you're correct. correct
2: Nothing more exciting than a middle-aged white guy trying to get a bunch of teenagers to go crazy, and that's what happ- is happening right here in Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium. It's not W E E U screaming in your ear.
3: I'll be interested to see who extra jumps here for uh, the jump, the tip.
2: You know, guys, I'm trying to drag you into the morning zoo thing, and you're just not biting. So
1: it's still early. It's still <laughs> early. Don't worry. We're, we'll get there. I'm, I'm we gonna usually say warm it's up by the end of the you. game. That's right. <laughs> that's right.
2: Yeah, so Cachese will be taking the tip. A mammoth of a player here in Burks 1. And Ryan Coke with his length, will be jumping as well. Exeter wearing their road blues, white numbers, white trim, going right to left, Burks Catholic wearing their home whites, black numbers, and black trim going left to right. Tip goes to the Saints, Gibbons. They'll cycle around back to Jordan. Jordan, cutting it to his left, pulls it back out to Miller. Koch with a good few inches on Pascal. Now giving up to Gibbons. Gibbons driving in, left hand is good and one. Oh, no. They are going to call an offensive foul. Oh, no. Never mind. Everybody started walking away from the play. Counted and the foul for Tyler Givens. Off to a great start here. And it's all my doing with three people here in the booth.
1: And there's gonna be the early test as far as if they can drive on Exeter, Exeter can't be uh, picking up those fouls. They're gonna put themselves in a hole early.
2: It was a few games ago, and I believe it was the York Catholic game, that Tyler Givens actually scored the first five points for Burks Catholic. It was kind of surprising because he's not normally leading the charge uh, coming right out of the break. And in that case, he was, and
1: tonight, the first two on the board. Anthony Cuccezi is going to be a big factor inside. Exeter's tried going to him a little bit more frequently, and there, of course, a turnover. That one poked down in a low post by Gibbons. Got it to Jordan. Jordan's pass going across the
2: lane. And the baseline referee is overruled, even though, I don't know, looked like he was right on top of the play. But overruled by the trailing ref, it will belong to the Eagles. Waltzing the ball up the floor, now swinging it around from right to left. Trying to drive in and good defense by Coke to stop. Going down into the low post there. Now driving in a little floater off the mark, but a foul called as Sands driving in, putting it up, and drawing the
1: foul. Foul's going to be on Aiden Sands, his first, team's first. That's what Exeter is going to need tonight. They're going to need, Colin Payne is going to take care of his share of drives to the basket, but Kevin Sens is going to have to pick up some of that slack as well.
3: It was good to see his aggressive going to the hole there, you know, turned the corner at the top of the key, just went right down the lane He got fouled by Sands, but not afraid to put the ball on the ground and, and get going there.
2: Second one upcoming for Sands, he hit the first. Second one is true. Not at a two with 6.52 left here in the first quarter. Jordan. Getting a little ball screen up top from Coke. Hands off to Miller.
3: Extra's not even covering Givens. Chasey's just staying in the lane for JJ's drive. Sands, this time driving in. Floats
2: oh, one up and in. Sands using the backboard to his advantage. Puts Burks
1: Catholic on top by two. Four to two. That's gonna be the speed of Berks Catholic that's gonna give Exeter fits all night. Looking to go down low. Cachese going up with it stripped again.
2: And we're gonna have a jump ball between Coke and Pascal. And it's going to stay with Exeter.
3: Look from the hit pain coming off the screen here.
2: No, instead, they'll go right down low to Cachese. And Cachese with his first bucket. Knots the game at four.
3: Actually use the screen from Payne to get going.
2: Jordan gets up in the air. Once again, another left-handed layup from Gibbons. <laughs> Gibbons his second bucket for four.
3: Already above his uh, season average for game.
2: Yeah, Tyler Gibbons. I feel like every time that I'm calling a game now, he's tied his season high, which is seven, and he's done that on at least three occasions. That one again strips Sands to Jordan. Jordan going coast to coast. Stuffed by two Eagles. Goes off of Jordan's noggin and out of
1: bounds. It will belong to the Eagles. A problem for the Eagles all year long, averaging over 14 turnovers a game. It gets sloppy in the early going for them. They need some crisper passing. Otherwise, they're going to be turning it over all game. Exeter, little ball screen
2: at the top, going up, Tyler Kimmins this time with a slot. He rejected Payne going to his left, and it will stay with the Eagles, as Payne will take it to the left side of the bucket. Payne with the inbounds. Has to get something in, finally finds Sands. He will pull it out to Pastel. Baskell to Sands, and once again down low. Cachese trying to find a cutting pain, has his pass intercepted. Back come the Saints. Jordan driving in. We're going to have a foul called on the floor, and the Saints will take the ball underneath. And a blocking foul called on Snyder. That will be his first, team second. A little stack formation, they get it right into Sands. Oh, sorry, right into Gibbons. Now back to Givens. Givens takes a dribble into the paint. Now off to Sands. Sands driving in with the left. Puts up another tough floater. It's good. Aiden Sands with that wide angle,
1: putting it up off the backboard and in again. It's 8-4 Saints. And that's where you're going to see the size of Burks Catholic come into play. Not only the quickness, but they're going to be able to move inside, get those buckets off the glass. Right corner three by Snyder
2: is good. And takes that four-point Burks Catholic lead. Turns it to one. Gibbons. Little 12-foot jumper is good. Tyler Gibbons with six in the early going.
3: How about that? You're going back to Aiden Sands, we talked about how he had to step up last week against Reading and did a nice job. Uh, came out, hit those two threes in the second half. You know, they need him to score and be more consistent throughout the game. And it looks like he's off to a good start already with four points.
2: Yeah, he hit a bucket early in that in that game against Reading High and then was quiet the rest of the game until the fourth quarter he and he finally came point, alive.
3: hit that three point, a second
2: pass of the game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, usually when he scores, he does score in spurts. Fans, Jordan, thinking three, finally eyes it up. Down it goes. J.J. Jordan. Jordan hitting the three with consistency over the past four games or so. He hit, we talk about him only hitting five threes going into the York Catholic game as Exeter unable to answer. Sands missing a little strong. And coach fouled at the other end by Pascal. But we talked about him going into that game with only five threes to his credit, and he hit three in the third quarter alone to walk out of there with
3: eight total. We hit two the other night as well, and that was the, uh, you know, he got himself the 10, now he has 11. So he's doubled his season total this week.
1: I'm surprised Exeter hasn't put up a three yet. A lot of inside try to get it in the paint. Speaking of threes, Ryan Koch automatic from the right corner.
2: And now everybody except for Jack Miller has entered the score sheet for Burks Catholic as they extend a nine point advantage with just over three to play here in the first. And a foul called on Coke. Shrugs his shoulders. Uh, he is called for the personal. His first team second. Exeter with the inbound. They'll get it into Pascal. Pascal eyeing up Miller. Now coming all the way around. An NBA range three by Snyder is good. Snyder his second three ball. Give him six. And the Burks Catholic leads sitting at 6 with 2.45 left here in the first.
3: Mismatch on the block here.
2: They most certainly do. They'll try to get it down there, but you can see that Cachesi is just hanging out. And they want nothing to do with that. Jordan off the mark, now driving in. Kimmins, another swat on Payne. That's his second on the leading scorer here in Berks. And Burks Catholic back the other way. Sands driving in. We're going to have a blocking foul called on the other Sands.
1: And that will be the fourth personal for Exeter. And Sands is first. Something we've seen a lot of this year is Colin Payne hasn't gotten, he has gotten a lot of free throws, but not nearly the calls that he used to get driving the lane. Sands eyeing up a left corner three is no good. Payne. This time in front of the
2: Burks Catholic bench, no good. Taken in by Givens. Givens will bring it up himself. Coke trying to drive in, cut off well by Pascal. Miller was eyeing a 3 as well, now into the hands of Jordan. Back to Coke, Coke straight ahead 3, hits the deck, no foul called. Sands grabs the board, Sands a tough runner in the lane, no good. And the rebound as we would do in the Statting World, it would be an Exeter team rebound. The third Burks Catholic turnover. Four for the Eagles so far here in the first quarter. Good movement around the offensive end as driving in Snyder putting up a left side three left side jumper is no good. Jordan trying to force the issue down to Givens, goes off Givens' fingertips out of bounds. 122 left here. Six-point advantage for the Berks Catholic Saints. Well, Sands will bend over and tie his shoe.
3: Second time tonight already. It's like watching a fourth grade elementary game here.
2: You know, I teach my four-year-old to double knot. And uh, maybe somebody should. Reteach the uh, loop, swoop, and pull. Down here on the left side, Payne looking down low.
1: Gibbons again trying to poke it away. It will belong to the Eagles going over the end line. That's going to be a lot of the game tonight as far as using Anthony Cachese inside. Well, so far, Gibbons has been up to the task, so we may see more Tyler Gibbons than we have in the past
2: as long as he keeps up that defensive effort. This time, big mismatch down there. Cachese had, I don't know, a foot on J.J. Jordan and unable to finish. Said Jordan turns it over here at the other end. Little 10-foot jumper by Payne is good. His first bucket of the game. Cuts the lead to four. About 50 seconds left to play here in the first. Gibbons to Coke. Now Jordan. Berks Catholic certainly not afraid to chew clock here, but they're also not afraid to get a bucket if the opportunity presents itself. I've been burned many times calling this team, thinking that, oh, they're just going to uh, hold for one, and not the case. But now with 20 seconds left, Jordan will stand just to the left of the St. Bernard at midcourt
1: and bark out of play. Exeter is going to try to crash in the middle, force the Saints shooting outside.
2: Gibbons has Coke wide open. Instead, he'll kick to Miller. Miller lining up a three, and it rattles in. Ball, ten, well, now all five starters have buckets here tonight, as it's a 19 to 12 first Catholic advantage. And yeah, you're, you're right, Jerry. We're going to commercial. So seven-point advantage for the Saints when we return here on the Saints Sports Network.
4: your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a health care provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand.
2: Well, as said, all five Berks Catholic starters on the stat sheet here is Christian Caccioni will enter the game for his first minutes for the Saints, starting off the second quarter with Coke Gibbons, Jordan Sands, and Caccioni. Caccioni adding that spark in the Reading High game as he scored four points in the first half for the Saints. Having him tied at 36 going into the half before the wheels fell off in the second half. Ball tipped away from Caccione. It will stay with the Saints.
3: He had those four points and three fouls in like a three-minute period in the second quarter. He's what you would call active. <laughs> stuffing the stat sheet. I was going to say, fills up the stat sheet all over.
2: <laughs> He'll get it into Caccione. Now Givens waiting for Coke to find his way open. Because Once again, he has Paschal on him. He has a few inches on the point guard from Exeter as Gibbons will toss up a three. Gibbons off front iron.
3: That's not the shot that BC is looking for right there.
2: It is not. Kane grabs the board. Exeter can trim the seven-point advantage here. Now over to Pascal. Once again, good movement coming off the the edge there by Sands. Dribbling in back to Pascal. Pascal in front of the Burks Catholic bench.
3: I'm surprised that B.C. puts Cook on Paschal. Paschal's not a scorer.
2: And a turnover here by the Eagles as Reinhardt will take the place of Gibbons. That's usually the first substitution that you see. Caccione for Miller has become almost the second
1: one. Both teams struggling early in the Jerry unofficial turnover realm. It's five apiece.
2: We are trusting Jerry's eyes and basketball acumen to be correct. As Jordan lining up another three, that one rims out. Jerry, to your credit, I have
3: five turnovers for both teams as well.
2: I'm glad somebody's keeping track of it because I'm not. Exeter with their sixth turnover. Sands down to Jordan. Nice passing by Burks Catholic. Finds Coach with the left hand. And the lead now sits at nine. Exeter trying to fling it down low and, well, make it six turnovers for Exeter as
3: seven seven turnovers. Halfway to their season average.
2: As Sands trying to float it down to the low block to Cachese and, well, that one ending up
1: somewhere in the Schuylkill. I don't have to tell you, when you're looking at six minutes to go in the second and you've got over halfway to your season average of turnovers, that's never good. J.J. Jordan called for the offensive foul.
2: As driving into the lane. He will take an immediate seat on the bench. Jack
3: Miller will replace him. Had a chance to talk to Coach Esley before the game. And he said, you know, they love J.J.'s aggressive to the basket. But sometimes it's so reckless it costs them possessions. And, and I think that's the case of it right there. Just reckless to the basket. Didn't have the numbers. Three guys in the paint there for the Eagles. And he tries to get through them, and get to the rack.
2: It does. And, you know, the, the one term that you could use to describe him is aggressive. As speaking of aggressive, I believe Caccioni is going to be called for the personal here. It
3: is the second quarter.
2: So Caccioni will be called for his first. But again aggressive on the defensive end looking to make things happen driving to the cup on the offensive end you kind of don't want him to give that up and become a little bit more of a passive player because that's who he is at his
3: best and we talked about they're going to need that going to the playoffs in the districts as well another guy off that very short bench that they have sure nice job there by reinhardt to block that pass and get it out of bounds
2: yeah reinhardt with a tall task with cachese on him i'm sure that they'll be looking to test Reinhardt immediately entering the game. But doing a good job so far, cutting off that entry pass. So it looks like Alex Kelsey entering for Exeter. They double up here on the left side. Payne looking down low, has to give it up.
3: Good patience by the Eagles, here. he's got to find a good shot.
2: And good defense by Berks Catholic that time. Reinhardt getting caught showing
1: as Cachese unable to finish once, unable to finish twice. That has been a challenge on occasion. He's all alone.
2: And a left corner three by Miller is airballed. Hits the deck afterwards, no call. 4.40 left to play here in the first half. Kirk's Catholic still on top by nine. Caccezi up top. Coughs it up. Payne back to
1: Sands. Now Kelsey. I'm going to say Exeter needs to stick some of these picks in order to free up. It seems to be a little loose. And. Well, that was
2: about as wide open as you were going to get here against Berks Catholic so far, and Snyder airballing the three. And just not a good shot
3: selection there for the
0: Eagles.
2: It was a quick trigger. I mean, he did have about as much space as you can expect here. And unfortunately, that one going wide right. J.J. Jordan will re-enter. He'll take the place of Miller. Miller, who fell after that three attempt here in the right corner, well, will take a seat on the bench. Looks to be okay. He's not getting looked at by the trainer, but he just need a moment to collect himself. Lawler entering the game for the first time for Burks Catholic. Reinhardt driving in, getting to. Bowled over, Payne on his way in. No call either way. And the Saints lead up to 11. The largest good lead no of the call. night.
3: That was a good no call there.
2: The Berks Catholic fan's not letting Snyder forget about his most recent air ball as finally an entry pass works down to Cachese. Cachese laying it up on the left side
1: and in. So Exeter scores their first bucket at 325 of the second quarter. Sands,
2: right-handed floater no good. Jordan comes down with it, the shortest player on the court right now. Somehow amongst the trees goes back up and is fouled in route. So Snyder, that will be his second-team fifth. The shooting two at the line is Jordan. Jordan lining up the first and hits front iron and out. Jack Miller will
1: re-enter for Coke, And it looks like Reese Garvin seeing his first minutes of the ball game. Ryan, how has Burks Catholic been with free throws? I know other than Colin Payne, Exeter probably around 70%. Not awful. If you subtract out J.J. Jordan's
2: free throw percentage, unfortunately. Jordan, for all of the positive attributes that he provides, and right there is one of them. Grabbing a steal, two-on-one opportunity. He's going to sky in for the bucket all by himself. Jordan his first bucket of the second quarter, give him five. But, yeah, unfortunately, Jordan sitting... Right around 60%, I believe. as a left-handed attempt there by Kelsey. And he is fouled going up with it. And we'll go to the strike for two. So something that he worked on, he has gotten better at it in the second half of the season. Uh, But still, one of the flaws to his game, unfortunately. First one's up, and don't count it as we have a lane violation by... Alex Kelsey, I'm going to say that his toe was on the line, so don't count it.
1: When was the last time you I ever saw something like that? Thought Unreal. The same thing.
2: I have never. Wow. And, I mean, credit to Kelsey. He puts the second one up and in, but uh, he didn't even take, like, a small step back. He was just like, no, this is where I shoot from. And hits the second. So 25-15. Saints on top. Reinhardt, left corner, give it up to Sands. Sands. Kelsey draped all over him. Sands going in, blocked by Kelsey. Ball's still loose and it's going to belong to
3: the Eagles. Nice job by Alex Kelsey to contortion himself away from that ball. He was laying on the ground after he blocked it. The ball was bouncing at him and he tried to get out of the way and he uh, was effective in doing that.
2: How about that? Sands will exit, Koch will re-enter for him.
1: Reese Garvin in the game for Exeter. Garvin, a sophomore, as is Kelsey.
2: Colin Payne, the lone senior to really worry about here on this roster, is a very young Eagles team. Couple of sophomores, very junior heavy as well. A three up and in. Speaking of Reese Garvin, how about that? Welcome to the game. I'll tell you what, Reese on occasion, he can put them up. So Garvin, his first three, and finally we're getting somewhere. Coke, a little right-handed floater, ends up short. Back come the Eagles. A blocking foul, likely on Lawler, and that would be his first. Gibbons will take the place of Reinhardt, but it looks like they're going to take a break. Exeter taking a full timeout, as will we. 25-18. Burks Catholic on top with a buck 35 left here in the first half. More to come when we come back.
7: The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. 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 But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your running royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge.
0: Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network.
2: Well, again, seven-point lead for the Saints. Minute 35 remaining is a timeout. Just about expiring here on Exeter. Much different game than the uh, first one that you saw. Colin Payne had 28 in that one against the Saints. I mean, he put up, what was that, 19 attempts from the field in that game. Nine from inside, 10 from outside the
1: arc, and tonight two points for Colin Payne. Yeah, it's something where Exeter looking to get it inside to Cachese hasn't been a whole lot yet. Give Burks Catholic a lot of credit as far as fronting, but I think Exeter is still going to try to continue to get it into him and watch Colin Payne start driving the lane after a while, too.
2: Well, they tried there. That was certainly a design play, and that one is just a miscommunication there for Burks Catholic. He had J.J. Jordan trying to guard Cachese on the low block, and
1: once again, that's about a foot difference between the two of them. I'll tell you, the fact that this is only a five-point game, 115 to go here in the second, a little surprising just because of the flow. This Ball is a is, big spot of the sorry, game right now. Sure.
3: This is a big spot of the game. A five-point game, as you said. The Exeter's got to keep themselves in the game here. BC's got to get a run going here.
2: A three lined up by Coke. That one rims out. An eight-to-six quarter so far for Exeter has not been a barn burner by any stretch of the imagination. As we enter less than a minute to play. Snyder gives it up to Kelsey now finally in the hand of Payne Payne with Coke draped on him Shuts up a three, no good Gibbons the board again 40 seconds
1: not Forward. the shot that Exeter wanted I'd still like to see him dump it inside to Cachese, try to ring up some fouls inside yeah,
3: didn't even hit it in rhythm, caught it, looked inside then just fired it
2: up yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest things here tonight is Jordan going up with it. Misses, gets his own tip. And J.J. Jordan, his third bucket, give him seven. But yeah, Tyler Gibbons, nobody in foul trouble for Burke's Catholic. It's remarkably different than their game against Redding on Monday night. And Kelsey called for the travel as he stopped, was looking around for a pass, and ended up on his keister. 3.5 seconds left. As Jordan will let it roll. And
8: I'm
3: not little, quite sure little, what little they're looking at here. Non home cooking from the home clock. They started the clock when they came in. He I never guess. touched it. ref never dropped his arm. The clock should not have stopped. So they'll reset it to 3.5 here and get it back on their own baseline. Yeah, that
2: is very much outside of the norm for a home clock operator. And now Exeter will full court press here with three and a half to play. Coke will ruin his three-point average by chucking one up. <laughs> As that one's well shortened off the mark. But Burks Catholic, 27-20, entering the half. As once again, eight all in the second quarter for both sides. But seven-point lead for the Saints going into halftime. We'll have more when we come back here on the Saints and Eagles Sports Networks.
4: your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a health care provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand.
0: Seasons Café in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, mod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a trip-advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Café in the Flying Hills set, Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation.
5: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com. Now let's get back to the
0: game on the Saints Sports Network.
2: Again, 27-20, Burks Catholic on top. Much more exciting first quarter than the second, I will say. And I'll turn it over to uh, Mike and Darren, as I'm pretty sure you guys have heard enough of me here in the first half. So go ahead. I mean, obviously, Berks Catholic, a very balanced scoring effort. Their top six players all hitting the stat sheet. Uh, None scoring all that much. Nobody's hitting double figures on either side yet. And
1: for Exeter, a very uh, odd game for them as Colin Payne with just two points. Yeah, taking a look at Berks Catholic, J.J. Jordan, seven points there at the half. Tyler Given... Six first quarter points came out of the gate on fire. Uh, didn't score there in the second. Ryan Cope on the strength of a three and a field goal. He's got five. And Aiden Sands four. for the visiting Eagles. They went inside to Anthony Cacchese. He's got six. Teddy Snyder on the strength of two threes. He's got six. After that, you take a look at Colin Payne A bucket in the first quarter, nothing in the second, Mike. Two points at the half. He has got to get going in order for Exeter to have a chance.
3: Well, to get going, he's got to take shots. I haven't seen him put the ball uh, up in the air very much here from from outside the arc, inside the arc, or even down the lane. You you had mentioned that you thought you were going to see him go to the the hole here a little bit. Maybe we'll see that in the second half, but give BC credit. They've done a nice job of staying with him. They've changed defenders on him. They had J.J. Jordan on him for most of the first half wasn't able to get a shot off wasn't able to get open uh, and there weren't many screens to get him open
1: that's right and one thing watching Exeter all year long is they they go in stretches they go in spurts it's one of those where when they're really feeling it Colin Payne is driving the lane hard picking up some fouls getting some free throws but when that energy isn't there they do a lot of passing out of, around the perimeter and the fire that you hope to see just isn't there. There's a lot of movement, but as far as even getting it inside to Cachese, if he's being fronted, they don't even look for it. They just go somewhere else. So I think they've got to get pretty defined in what they're going to do on the offense and repeatedly go after it and make them stop them.
3: You know, we talk about, you know, you see a lot of the passing to me. It's passing without a purpose though. There's no end goal that we're going to run this play to get this guy's shot or move the ball around and dump it to the low post. It's just a lot of motion and a lot of action, but there's no purpose behind it. And I think that's one of the biggest things for are all year long. It doesn't seem like there is a plan to get the offense going outside of, hey, get the ball, shoot it when you have a shot that's open. There's nothing to work in getting guys the ball. We saw a lot of bad shots. Teddy Snyder took a shot from outside the arc here. Had no business taking. Colin takes that last shot right here at the end of the half. Not a good shot. There's no real
1: purpose to the the motion, the action. It it doesn't mean there's anything set play-wise. And I think for Exeter, I don't want to say the only way they can stay in the game, but I think they need to try to rack up some fouls on Burks Catholic, try to get in the bonus, try to get on the line. But the only way they're going to do that is driving that lane, getting it inside to Anthony Cachese, who he's proven that when they do utilize that, he can score. But as you mentioned, they just haven't been going into that consistently or with a purpose. Yeah, you talk about foul shooting. We've
3: shot four fouls on the Exeter scorecard here. Two by Kevin Sands, two by Alex Kelsey. Not guys that you look to see on the scoring sheet shooting free throws to keep you in
1: the game. That's exactly right. And, Ryan, we talk about Burke's Catholic and, and, of course, the scoring right now. 27-20 I will say that Exeter's lucky only to be down seven. They got sloppy with the ball early. As Mike pointed out, in the second, they had half of their game average as far as turnovers are concerned. But unfortunately, Exeter, excuse me, Burks Catholic hasn't put it together yet to have that streak in order to, let's say, have that run to try to put it away early. Well, let me tell you something. Very similar to the York
2: Catholic game where they went on the road. They only put up nine, or sorry, six points in that second quarter. And then they came out of the half and they hung 30 in the third. And that was where J.J. Jordan went off for 17, hit three threes. I mean, that was just, you know, something lit a fire. And I'm sure that it was Snip laying into him <laughs> at, uh, you know, in the locker room at halftime. But something absolutely lit into him. And I would not be surprised if something similar happened here tonight as well.
3: Ryan, are, are you surprised not to see J.J. Jordan take the ball to the hole? Uh, Maybe three times I saw him actually drive from, you know, he does that patented spin move in the lane and gets to the hole. I didn't see that one time the first half. Maybe three trips down the lane he tried to make a layup.
2: Well, I think what you have seen is they will move Tyler Gibbons out of the lane, right? They'll have him hanging out here at the three-point line, but he's not any kind of a threat. So Cachese's been hanging back, and we noticed that very early in the first quarter that they're just having him sag into the lane, so that as soon as Jordan or literally anybody else from the Saints goes and drives to the cup, I mean, they're looking at a double team immediately down on the low block. So I I think that that actually does have a large part to do with, you know, J.J. Jordan maybe not being seeming as aggressive, but he's not getting the same entry into the lane that he usually does.
3: Well, I even thought Pascal did a nice job defending Cook, that he didn't get a chance to get many shots off either. And we talked about his athleticism. I thought Pascal did a nice job of staying in front of him and making him give the ball up.
2: Yeah, and Koch, I mean, the couple of threes that we've seen him take, you know, s- straight dead-ahead threes, it's with Pascal guarding him right to his
1: face. So it's not like he's getting a lot of open looks with Pascal guarding him. Even uh- though the height differential would suggest otherwise. Oftentimes as Pascal goes, Exeter goes. Pascal was out a few games with injury, and you could pretty much see the interior getting beaten up just because of dribble drives off uh, beyond three, and they didn't have the speed to keep up with them. Zion Pascal, they certainly can jump on his shoulders. I'll say Alex Kelsey does a pretty good job, too, up at the point, trying to keep the drivers that big.
3: Seems like a very lackluster energy for both teams, though. The crowd's not into it. Neither team is excited. They're walking around. Uh, it's just an odd feel to the gym right now.
1: Wait till we get that first slam. We'll see if that changes. Usually it's Aiden Sands to provide that. But yeah, even the student section,
2: despite the uh, PA announcer's best efforts as they go download a pain stripped by Jordan. Jordan leading the transition up to Coke Pascal. Again, we talked about that, doing a nice job cutting off Coke. Said they'll swing it all the way around. Now back to Givens. Givens once again trying to draw Pat uh, out of the lane and he just keeps hanging around. Jumper put up by Jordans off the mark, brought down by Snyder.
3: There again, not able to get to the basket with the drive.
2: Jordan, nice job cutting off Pascal. We're going to have a foul here on the floor. Believe it will be on Givens. If so, that'll be his first. And again, you talked about not causing anybody to get into foul trouble. And a lot of that's on Tyler Gibbons. This is his first foul. And if they are keep consistently dumping it down to Cachese, uh, he's not drawing anything on
1: Gibbons. So far, good hands-off defense. Yeah, I expect a lot of that here in the second. In the second half, and there's Colin Payne doing what he does, hitting a three. Coming Colin off Payne.
3: a good screen, though. That's yep. the first time I've seen him come off a screen. Rub the screen and get the shot up.
2: Colin Payne's jerking the three, cuts the lead to four. Sands driving in a little too harsh and we're gonna have another foul here on the floor. Givens with the shove in the back.
1: There's what Anthony Cachese does. He makes you take the shot, takes it a little bit different angle. They just have to clean the boards and get that rebound. And the foul called on Colin Payne.
2: That'll be his first. Coke, pull up jumper. Thought that he was fouled again, no call. That's the second or third time that Koch has been begging for a foul call. As Snyder driving in, puts it off the backboard and nothing else. Cachese with the board. He'll pull it out. Pascal, wide open lane to the net. And we're going to have a goaltending call on Sands as he ended up rocking the rim unintentionally. So count the bucket. Pascal that will count as his first bucket, even though it doesn't go through the net. Cuts the lead to two. Coke, right corner three. That one's off the mark. Jordan again coming down with an offensive board. Second chance, knocked away by Payne. <laughs> and I love the look, Payne asking for the ball and Pascal gives him a, a look like, no, 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 this, this is my half court offense. They'll cycle it around. Trying to go down low to Payne. Once again, poked away by Jordan. Jordan, kicking out to Miller, Miller a three. Jack Miller, his second three of the day, give him
1: six. Burks Catholic's lead, back to five. Classic situation there as far as trying to get it inside but just didn't get the pass where it needed to be. And a nice job by Snyder, slamming on the brakes and putting up two. He now has
2: eight, the lead's back down to three. Looking to Gibbons, Gibbons off his fingertips. Surprisingly, uh, Snip Esterly going with the uh, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all approach right now. Very unlike him. Usually he'll be standing up and yelling to catch it with both hands. But another turnover for Burks Catholic. As if Jerry's counting correctly, that is their eighth of the game. And speaking of, another turnover by the Eagles. Jordan leading the break. We'll pull it back out. Gibbons.
1: Jumper from the left side's no good. I'll Pain, tell you what, if, ripping if, down the board. if Exeter can dump it in a little bit better, they're getting sloppy with the dump-in pass. It's allowing it to get knocked away. they got to go over Cachesi's head closer to the basket, let him work. Matt Ashcroft taking a timeout for the Exeter Eagles, and we'll take a
2: quick one ourselves. 4.57 left to play here in the third. Three-point advantage. For the Saints, when we come back on the Saints and Eagles Sports Networks.
0: Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn.
2: So back in action here as Snyder's teardrop doesn't fall. And instead, we're going to have a jump ball on the rebound. It will belong to the Saints. They will swap that possession arrow. Jordan walking it up the left side. Now to Sands. Good down screen by Coke. Sanzo right corner three and hopefully that gets him going much like it did against Redding he now has seven in the game leads up to six
3: very similar Uh, good start to the game for him no points in the second quarter now again no no points there we get a foul under the basket by JJ Jordan against uh, Anthony Cachese
2: yeah once again picking out that mismatch and an excellent job by Exeter not wasting any kind of time just going right down to Cachese And Jordan called for the personal. That will be his second team second. And it will send Cachese to the line.
3: Just the eighth free throw of the game so far. Cachese hits the first.
2: And the fifth and sixth attempts here for Exeter as only an and one by Gibbons and one trick to the line by Jordan as Cachese hits one of two. Sorry, hits both. Didn't fill in the first one. 33-29.
1: Exeter doing a good job keeping the ball at the perimeter. I'm
3: surprised they don't go to Cook down low with Pascal on him.
1: This time, J.J. Jordan getting aggressive,
2: getting into the paint, floating one up and in. His first bucket of the second half, and it's back up to six for the Saints. Payne looking to dump it down low. Gibbons denying on Cachesi. They keep trying to down screen, hoping to get a swap that they will get that mismatch again. And this time, a wide open three by Snyder rolls out.
1: It just looks like Cachesi leaves that pick a little bit too early and it doesn't open up for him. It just seems like if he'd be a little firmer in that and then roll off of it, they might have a better chance getting it inside.
3: Yeah, I agree. He just seems to get away from it too soon. As he just stands in the lane right now playing defense.
2: Jordan on Snyder, puts him in the spin cycle. Left side layup is no good. Glances off the left of the rim. And it will belong to the Eagles. They'll move it around from right to left. Now dumping it down low, trying to go up. Stripped away by Miller, but Cachese getting it back, dropping it off to Pascal. And Pascal his second bucket for four. This one finally hits the bottom of the net.
3: Last time something hit the bottom of the net, but it wasn't the ball.
2: No, it was
1: Aiden Sands' arm, unfortunately. We're going to have a foul here on the floor. And it's going to be on Pascal. That's actually a good foul on Zion. He was going to get beat. They're not in the bonus, so they'll bring it in. Yeah, for Zion, that's his second personal, the team's second.
2: 2.26 left to play here in the third. Jordan will sky it up to Gibbons at the top of the key. Coke getting aggressive, driving in. And once again, I believe that they are going to...
1: Call it a shooting foul. And wow, that's that's a tough foul right there. I mean, he's driving. It didn't look like there was anything too egregious there. I didn't see much. I'm surprised they gave him shots in that. He was outside the three-point arc when they
3: called the foul. Took two more steps and just floated it up. It was hard to tell where they were calling that foul
2: at because yeah, he took about two steps with those long legs as he misses the first.
3: Well, they say the ball never lies.
2: I guess. Koch missing the first. Second upcoming.
1: Kirks Catholic 0 for 4 from the stripe tonight. I'm watching the official as he's watching Coke's right foot ever so <laughs> intently. Finally, the Saints
2: hitting one at the stripe. Leads back to five. I don't even remember calling that in like YMCA ball as. Sands hitting a three 4 Exeter. Leads down to two for
1: the Saints. This is one of those games where it feels like one team had 35 minutes of time of possession and somehow it's a two point game. And I'm not sure what is happening with JJ Jordan's shooting stroke, but
2: it is absolutely working. His second three of the day. As he now has 12, Cachese going up with it. Offensive board poked out to the Payne. They'll go down low to Cachese again. He's doubled up. Payne now trapped in the corner between Jordan and Sands, and Ashcroft will take another timeout. And <laughs> got to say, Snyder, I think that's the second time that he's chucked up a three after a timeout call. And both of them he's drilled. Just kind of shrugs his shoulders. but. Nonetheless, buck 22 left here in the third, 39-34. Saints on top when we return here on the Saints and Exeter Sports Networks.
5: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com.
2: Right back to it. Colin Payne missing a three for Exeter. Not a minute left as Cook driving in. Well, Swing it around. Now Sands in the right corner. Jordan faking a three, dishes off to Gibbons. Givens to Miller. Awful lot of movement. Nice remote. Nothing,
1: nothing doing here for Burks Catholic, though. Nice recovery on defense by Exeter trying to drive in body up. Once again, dribble drive as a
2: three lined up by Tyler Gibbons. And, well, maybe Cachese will actually try to guard him beyond the arc now. A three for Gibbons, his first of the night. Give him nine. And the lead's up to eight.
3: Is that a new career high?
2: It is a new season high. I'll put it as, as I'll go that far. 20 seconds left on the clock. Exeter will hold for one. Gaskell to Payne. They want the ball in his hands. He's looking for a, for a screen, not gonna get it. Now finally gets one from Cachesi. Has to chuck up a three. That one airballed and Aiden Sands, not very kind to the ceiling as chucks that one at the end. But an eight-point lead for Burks Catholic. Entering the fourth quarter, 42-34 when we come back here on the Saints and Exeter Sports Networks.
4: Boom, 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 boom. Shoot you right down. Tackle your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a health care provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one on one with board certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand.
0: Listen to the Exeter Sports Network.
2: Well, Burks Catholic tacking on an extra point to their halftime lead, up by eight here, entering the fourth quarter. So once again, still just a very, very interesting game from Exeter's perspective. Colin Payne hitting a three there in that quarter, but that's it. He is five.
1: Four threes in that third quarter from Burks Catholic, so they're starting to open it up from the outside. And surprisingly, none of them by Ryan
2: Koch. He's usually their dead-eye shooter. Don't be surprised if they try to get him back involved as he had a bucket in both the first and second quarters but nothing much since. Payne down on the right block, off the mark, ball still loose, it will belong to Ryan Koch. Last time I said that, I believe it was last game on Monday against Reading, Ryan Coke hit a three the next possession. So Pascal doing an excellent job defensively on him here tonight, following him all the way around the cup. Sands driving in, fouled en route, he'll go to the stripe. Foul's going to be on Sands, that will be his second, or sorry, make it, yes, his second, and the team's fourth. Sands, his first trip to the charity stripe here tonight. It's the first. Garvin will re-enter for Exeter. Briar to the second. Second one swishes through to make that three straight from the charity strike for Burks Catholic after missing their first four attempts. JJ Jordan playing the passing lane, swipes that one going all the way to the end, unable to finish, but Aiden Sands there picking up the slack is Jordan coming up a little gimpy They'll try to tough it out You can see the grimace on his face it's Payne drawing the personal down on the low block it will be against Gibbons that will be his second
3: The issue there was they had Payne wide open in the corner as Jordan was trying to get back on defense But hobbled a little bit and they never saw him in the corner put the ball to the right side of the floor not the left side where Payne was standing.
1: Colin Payne reminds me of Derek Henry. The longer he goes in the game, the stronger he gets. Well, this is his
2: first trip to the stripe here tonight.
1: Second one upcoming is good. 86% on the year from the free throw stripe for Colin Payne. And he hits two there. Yeah, automatic for him. He now has seven. Givens thinking three,
2: we'll have it back to Coke. Coke getting a lineup that he likes, using that length, going to the cup, and once again, unable to hit rim as he clangs it off the backboard back on the Eagles. And Coke, kind of a frustrated foul there away from the basket. That will be his second personal. So Jordan will stay in the game. Seems to work past whatever tweak that happened, falling to the floor on that fast break layup attempt. 6.30 to play here. Berks Catholic holding court up by 10. Looking to go down low. Payne, a little pump fake. That one's too strong. It's twice they've gone down low, and he's missed both layups. And they're trying to find JJ Jordan down on the low block. And there's a handful of times they've made that happen. This time, doing it on the offensive end is J.J. Jordan in the low block. Another two for him. He is seven in the half, 14 in the game.
3: This game's starting to get away from Exeter right now. This
2: certainly is a 12-point advantage for Burks Catholic. Less than six to play. As trying to put it on his shoulders is Colin Payne. And he will take too many steps trying to
1: drive to the cup
3: trying to do too much right now.
1: Exactly. Give him credit for trying to make something happen, but. Full court pressure here by Exeter.
2: As Jordan splitting the defense, fakes the pass. A finger roll is good. J.J. Jordan making the highlight reel there. Puts the lead to 14. Three launched. No good, Jordan the board. Jordan coming alive here the past few possessions. Kicks it out to Givens. Givens a wide open three.
3: Yeah, no, no good, Exeter good, clanging
2: into each other. Yeah, not a, a good the shot
3: there for Tyler Gibbons.
2: And again, Aiden Sands well away from the basket, called for the personal. Guess he just didn't feel like running.
3: 14 point lead and, and Tyler Gibbons is gonna fire up a three. They, they should've worked the ball around, worked some clock there and, and got a better shot.
2: Well, hard to argue, because Gibbons was about, <laughs> he had about a country mile between him and Cachese sitting down in the low block, ignoring him. So hard to uh, imagine a better opportunity for him to hit a three as Coke once again playing the passing lane. He'll go up and lay it up and in for two. Ryan Koch, his first bucket of the second half. He is eight. And... Looks like Matt Ashcroft has seen it up as the lead has blown to 16 with 4.55 left here. 52-36, Berks Catholic on top when we return here on the Saints on the and again. Exeter Sports Networks.
0: You just can't wait to get on the road again. Life I love is making music with my friends. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a trip advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. It's the Saints Sports Network
2: and also the Exeter Sports Network tonight. 4:55 left to play. Once again, Sweet 16. Burke's Catholic currently leading as Caccioni and Lawler will enter, as well as Reinhardt. So, kind of blinking, you miss it. Finally, pulling some of these starters out as. Crossing up, and putting up the shot was Snyder, but ends up grabbing his own rebound on off the miss. Left side, jumper by Sands is airballed. And finally tipped away as Payne coming all the way back, knocks
1: it over the end line. It will stay with the Saints. We've played four and a half here in the fourth. Berks Catholic on a 10-2 run. So a 10-2 run, and
2: all of that done by starters who hadn't exited the game the entire third quarter and then playing, you know, three and a half of the first of the eight minutes here in the fourth. So that was a tired bunch and still able to get the job done.
3: And those two points were free throws for Exeter.
2: Yeah, so still without a bucket as foul's going to be on the floor. Don't count the bucket by Jordan. As it's going to be on Snyder, that will be his third. Team's fifth. Kelsey will re-enter for the first time here in the second half. Comes in with one point to his credit. Jordan eyeing up Snyder. Out to Reinhardt. Reinhardt thinking three, but was not going to put that up with Sniff-Esterly right in his ear. Getting doubled up here in the corner. Finally swinging. Caccioni. nice look. Three by Reinhardt. That one just off the mark. Payne the board. Reinhardt trying to poke it away. Payne goes behind his back. Now the Sands trying to go down low to Payne. Payne this time just pulls up and hits the jumper. So an easy bucket there for Payne. Just pulling up on the low block and hitting it for two. 52-38 now, perks Catholic holding court. Jordan driving, dishing, has it poked away, trying to get it to Lawler. Exeter needs to get busy. Again, Payne has Jordan on him, trying to spin in the lane, throws one up wildly. No foul call. Payne somehow comes up with the board sitting on his butt. And we're going to have a jump ball. Somehow Payne landed on the floor, came down with his own rebound without even moving. Now they're going to check on him as he has not moved from that position. Finally getting helped up by Kachese, or sorry, by Reiner and Jordan.
1: I'll tell you what, they kept that ball on the floor for an awfully long time for them to scrap. And then I looked over, I thought Ashcroft called timeout. The referee was looking on the bench, didn't call anything, and then ultimately went to possession arrow. And it will belong with the Saints. An interesting
2: turn of events there. 3 2 left to play here. A 14-point advantage for the home side. Saints driving, kicking. Now Miller will swing it around, Ryan Koch re-entering, goes in, drives, and is fouled. Going up with it, fouls likely on Cachese, and if so, that would, I believe, be his first.
3: He had the first foul of the game, just a few seconds in.
2: I knew I was missing one here on my stat sheet, I didn't know where it was. You have to wait for that player to finally foul again before you realize that it's wrong on your personal
1: stat sheet, and, and you know, there we go. It happens. Ryan Coke to the stripe. We, we let Jerry take care of our turnovers, so, you know.
2: Oh, no. The spot-on like turnovers. Looks like he's on TikTok right now. <laughs> Way to stay informed, Jerry. He's probably watching curling now that the Olympics are underway. That is a sport I can get behind because they look
1: just like me.
0: Sorry, somebody was busy doing their job.
1: We're not sure who yet, but apparently somebody was. That went off the mark.
2: Coke won a four tonight. Actually, all of those curlers look a little bit more like Mike, to be honest.
3: Yeah, I agree, and I think it's a great sport. And you know, in Canada, at those curling arenas, they have bars at the end of the arena. Um, So I've been in Toronto where I've seen the international headquarters for curling, and there are bars everywhere inside there. Great sport. In other
2: news, Snyder has his shot go off the rim and out of bounds. belongs to Burke's Catholic. And now Snyder's going to be called for the personal.
1: I have never seen Teddy Snyder not look at the official as if, what are you kidding me? Lands on the hardwood, called for the personal. And
2: Jack Miller will go to the stripe. Miller, his first trip tonight. He has six, he's hit two threes. And again, we talked in pregame about what Jack Miller kind of offers to this team, and it is that spot up three. And he's done that here tonight, hitting both of his attempts from beyond the arc.
3: He's also their best free throw shooter. They're coming in like, what is
2: 80.7%? Pretty darn close without taking a look at it. Lawler will re-enter before the free throws are taken he will take the place of Reiner. Well, you're not going to get curling action like that anywhere else except for the Saints and Exeter Sports Network as they wipe down the floor. Not unlike brooming and curling. Looks like they're getting... You
0: know, as Mike mentioned, the bars in the curling arenas... All of the hockey arenas in the Midwest also have bars in them. It's awesome.
1: Who would have known?
2: Beer and hockey. What else is there to do in Iowa? First one's up and good. Ty Miller. Now sitting with 7. Well, you could watch Kurt Warner play football, I guess, or I don't I honestly don't know that much about Iowa beyond that.
3: Good wrestling there.
2: They do have good wrestling. Stolen away by Cook at the other end after a second made by Miller. As Sains was driving to the cup, trying to kick it back out. And Kelsey will be called for the personal on Caccioni. No more fouls to give for Exeter, so we're shooting one and one at the strike. Caccioni, his first trip tonight. And we are now in bench emptying mode for Burks Catholic as 9 and Gettio will enter. Coke and Sands will take a seat with a comfortable 16 point lead and hoping to tack on a few more here. Caccione will not. Rough shooting night from the stripe for Burks Catholic, but doesn't matter all that much. Up by 16. And that one finally gonna roll in by Snyder. To count it and we're gonna have a timeout here on the floor 157 left in the fourth quarter let Huey Lewis play off 54 or 40 when we come back here on the Saints and Exeter Sports Networks
5: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories. Stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com.
0: And now, back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network.
2: 14-point advantage for Burks Catholic coming back here. 157 remaining. Again, emptying the bench. Except for Jack Miller, he's still in. Getting trapped in the corner, gets it ahead. Right-handed layup is good by nine. Extends that lead back to 16. Stepping in is Snyder off the mark, and we're going to have a foul on the loose ball. As it will be number 22, Jake Rzwinski called for the personal.
1: On the floor right now for Exeter, Frankie Carrado, Jake Mears, Winsky, Alex Kelsey, Teddy Snyder, Zion Paschal, They're out there to wrap this one up. 139 to go here in the fourth. Yeah, we've officially entered garbage time, unfortunately.
2: As the Saints student section. Yeah, and we're gonna have a
3: that is unbelievable. Teddy Snyder runs in to get into the lane, steps over the line before the free throw by nine. They wave it off, and nine will shoot it again. How many years have you played basketball in your life knowing you cannot enter the lane when the shooter has the ball or get below the foul line?
2: I'm not quite sure what he was doing as nine hits the first. In the one and one, looking for a second. And it's good. 18-point advantage. If I'm doing my math correctly, I believe it's the largest of the game for Burks Catholic who has run away with this. And a foul called in the lane. And the foul is going to be on Lawler. And Javen Diaz entering the game for the Saints. Gets a lot of burn in the JV games. Now finally gets to see some varsity minutes here with the, for the remaining buck 28. Three launched. That one a little too strong by Kelsey. Saints looking down low to Diaz. Now across the lane. Lawler has his shot blocked. Jumper no good. It's going to go off of Burke's Catholic out of bounds. 104 left to play, an 18 point advantage
1: as Exeter now kind of officially emptying the bench. We talk about Exeter struggling in the first quarter, six points through seven minutes here in the fourth. Yeah, not a uh,
2: banner, uh, you know, ends to, oh, what the heck am I trying to say? The second and fourth quarters. I was, trying, I was really reaching for something there and just couldn't find it. Second and fourth quarters, I mean, eight points for both sides in the second quarter. And now just six here in the fourth. Really allowing Berks Catholic to run away with it.
1: Foul here on the floor. Jesse Terman in for Exeter now. We have the double
2: bonus coming up as Kevin Lawler to the stripe for two.
1: Hits the first. It's probably Josh Terman, but, you know, you get a J, a vowel, a couple S's, or maybe one. Yeah, somewhere in there. And it turns into Jess. So my apologies, Josh. Close enough. Second one
2: no good. Diaz comes down with the board and he's fouled going back up with it. Back to the stripe. Go to the Saints says Mirzwinski called for the personal. So Two at the stripe for Diaz.
3: It's a good thing they called that foul with 34.8 seconds left.
2: I don't know how we would have lived with ourselves otherwise. Diaz the first is good. Second one off the mark. 30 seconds remaining in this one. Exeter's second team, with the exception of Zion Pasco, who's still in this ball game, down by 20. Everybody else, though, second-teamers. Pascoe lining up a three. That one's no good. It will be Parker 9 coming down the board, and he will just let the clock run out on a 20 point victory for Burks Catholic. 60 to 40, your final. As Burks Catholic once again continuing their solid stretch of play. More to come when we come back as we cap this one and look ahead for what's yet to come for Exeter and Burks Catholic. More on the post-game show with the Morning Zoo here on the Saints and Exeter Sports Networks.
8: I've been on my own for long enough Maybe you can show me how to love it. Maybe I'm going through a drought You don't even have to do too much You can turn me on with just a touch
4: tackle your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a healthcare provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one with board certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand.
7: The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. 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 But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your running royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat. But you'll only need the edge.
5: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt. One that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories. Stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com.
0: Now, let's get back to the game of the Exeter Sports Network.
2: Well, a 60 to 40 final margin of victory as just six Exeter points in that fourth quarter, kind of slamming the door shut on the visiting Eagles as Burks Catholic outscoring them by a dozen in that final frame. A very well-balanced effort from Burks Catholic, by the way, as darn near everyone in their starting lineup just about touching double figures. As J.J. Jordan with 16, Sands right about on his average with 11, Coke and Miller both with eight, Gibbons with a new season high of nine, and then a smattering of points off the bench for the Saints. But... Very well-balanced effort all around.
3: Yeah, and we talked about that coming into the game, that they're much more balanced than Exeter is. They do a really nice job of getting people to ball in positions to get to the basket. Uh, we didn't see as much flash from J.J. Jordan tonight as, as him slashing to the basket and making penetration and kicking out and making layups, but we did see in that third quarter a number of three-point shots which spread this game out score-wise, which I think is the difference in this game. And then for
2: Exeter... Colin Payne held to just nine points. He did have seven in the second half, but not nearly enough uh, to drag Exeter out of the hole that they were working out of as Snyder ends up leading the way with ten, Payne with nine, uh, Cachese with eight, uh, six of those in the first half as they kind of went away from him in the second, and quite honestly, I think that that's kind of where things went a little off the rails for the Eagles as going away from what was the, kind of that bread and butter in the first half, uh, having him go up against Gibbons, trying to work him against, uh, you know, finding that mismatch as he had J.J. Jordan on him a handful of times where he got some easy buckets. Going away from that as uh, Burke's Catholic kind of clamped down on, on him here in the second half.
1: Yeah, Exeter, one thing you know, nothing against Teddy Snyder, but if Teddy Snyder is leading the team in scoring for the night, Unless he's hit, I'm going to say, maybe four, five, six threes, it usually isn't a good sign. So, unfortunately, Colin Payne couldn't get it going. They couldn't sustain getting it inside to Anthony Cacchese. Of course, Joey Schlaffer not being here, uh, being a presence inside as well. So, the offensive horses couldn't step up tonight, and it turns into a big Burks Catholic win.
2: So it's the first time that Colin Payne has not hit double figures since the season opening game against the Falcons of Cedar Crest where he went for seven points, only hit one field goal in that game, had a few more, uh, but it is his uh, second lowest output of the season. And again, you look at the 20-point margin a victory and you can see uh, how Burks Catholic kind of climbed that way. As Once again, Jerry's computer making all sorts of noise. Thanks, Mixler. But again, uh, a huge advantage there as, again, Snyder ending up with 10, Cachesi with 8, uh, Sands and Pascal, uh both with 4, Garvin with a 3 in the first half, and Kelsey with 1 at the stripe uh, to balance out extra scoring here tonight.
1: Yeah, something where two more games to go here in the season. We'll see. I don't know if they're going to reschedule that Warwick game or not if that's something that will be on the docket or not. But two more games uh, before that February 9th cutoff in order to position themselves for the playoffs. So hopefully Exeter can put this one behind them, learn what they can from it. Uh, Going up against a very tough Perkiomen Valley team and then, of course, finishing with Governor Mifflin. So we'll see what happens in just a few short days. So taking a look at where they came in, Uh,
2: before they go up against Perk Valley. I mean, Exeter currently sitting 6th in 5A in the District 3 playoff power rankings, currently sitting above Elizabethtown, Susquehannock, Lower Dolphin, uh, Fleetwood coming in at 14-4 as well. So not an awful lot of Burke's names in that uh, that 5A. It is quite literally just Exeter and Fleetwood right now, Uh, but a good opportunity for them uh, kind of going away here tonight but they should be fairly firm right in the mix of things in 5A. 16 teams get pulled right now sitting at number 6, and everyone around them, nobody's really shooting the lights out as it is very clearly lampeter strausburg at the top, 18-0, uh, leading the way in 5A, Shippensburg at 14-1, West York at 17-2, Palmyra and Hershey both with four losses, and then there's a whole smattering of teams that Exeter kind of gets lumped into uh, you know, including Elizabethtown with nine losses. Lower Dolphin at nine and nine. I actually get to see them uh, coming up uh, next week, I believe. They play at Lebanon uh, in a game that I will not be covering on the Saints Sports Network, obviously. You no. can follow me to <laughs> Big Wilbur 100one
0: I don't want you to mention that.
2: <laughs> I mentioned you on their broadcast. I, I mean, don't not know by name, but but anything. I mentioned that I was, you know, if they wanted to follow me personally, they could come. Okay, and, go and ahead and listen to this game. So, you know, I gave you an unnamed shout out.
1: It's fine.
2: Meanwhile, Berks Catholic, top of the crop in Quad A, they will continue to sit as the number one ranked team. Quite obviously, 16 and three, they improved their record. Currently sitting on top of Middletown who's at 17 and two. They already beat Trinity, uh, who's 14 and four. Uh, and then you're looking at Littlestown, Eastern York. And you have to crawl all the way down to number nine before you start hitting more Burks teams. You have Elko at number eight, that's close enough. Uh, but Ole Valley at nine, Wyo at ten, Kukul Valley at eleven. So they're all kind of piled in there towards the bottom. Uh, but Burks Catholic rolling right along and most certainly will be looking at some kind of buy entering the District 3 playoffs.
1: And I'll tell you, give Burks Catholic credit tonight. Something that Exeter has been struggling, struggling with all season long is balanced scoring. And you take a look at Burke's Catholic tonight, four players, I think, double figures. Or let's say three players, double figures, maybe a couple close. But needless to say, that's the kind of balanced scoring as you're going into the playoffs that you need to have. You can't be single dimensioned or else you're going to be out in a hurry because you're going up against teams, obviously, who do have that balanced scoring. So credit to Burke's Catholic tonight for pulling that out. Yeah, we saw that tonight. Colin Payne, nine points. So without Colin Payne,
2: what does Exeter have going for him outside of that? Again, you you talked about Snyder. You know, unless he's hitting threes all over the place and he's your leading scorer, you know, that's one thing. But leading the team with ten points, probably not getting it done anytime soon,
1: especially in the district playoffs. Certainly makes it a challenge, no doubt.
3: These are two teams going in different directions right now. Uh, and XR, I think, is in big trouble as far as not just the district playoffs, but also, I think, in the Berks County playoffs. They may play themselves out of that last playoff spot. Um, that government the game is huge. You know, If they win that game, obviously it's a 6A opponent. It's going to be huge for their power rating. But if they lose that game and they lose this game to, P, uh, to Perk Valley, they go from, what, 10-7 and 7 to 10-11 uh, and 11 to finish up the season. Um, you know that's not going to get them in the Berks County playoffs, and it may get them in the district playoffs. But what are they going to get a 16 seed playing a one? So again, yeah. this this is a, a crucial time. You know, BC on the other side, you know they're probably sitting at that two seed right now for Berks County. They'll get a bye, a home game here, and then they're to the to the Santander Arena. Exeter may not get there, and two weeks ago they were in great shape. Oh yeah. Again, two different teams going two different directions here. This next week is crucial for Exeter, obviously, but I-, I would be concerned about that Governor Mifflin game.
2: Well, it's the fifth loss in six games. You know, scratch out that Warwick game. But even that Warwick game, Warwick's a fantastic team, uh, you know, in their own right in the Lancaster-Lebanon League this year. Uh, you know, they are cruising right along to, I believe, a Section 1 title as Lebanon lost to Conestoga Valley the other night. Uh, And that pretty much wrapped it up for Warwick uh, that they will clinch that Section 1 title. Uh, So certainly would not have been an easy matchup. Exeter very realistically could have been looking at six losses in seven games here to finish out the season before they even hit Perk Valley and Governor Mifflin in their final.
1: Even Berks Catholic coming into this game, I believe they had won six of their last seven before hitting Reading. So as Mike said, you talk about two teams heading in opposite directions. The Saints picking up steam as they head into the playoffs, and Exeter looking to find some identity all of a sudden once again. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Berks Catholic was
2: seven straight, nine of their last ten. Their only losses this season uh, coming to Reading High twice and to Wilson, and they'll have a chance to avenge that loss on the road to Wilson here at home on Tuesday night, as that one will be roughly a 7.30 tip-off, which we'll have for you here on the Saints Sports Network.
0: Indeed. Now, don't forget to tell uh, what we lined up that we're going to be covering both Exeter and BC in the BCIAA playoffs.
2: Well, that's what you're here for.
0: i You're, not an you're the boss. Not an announcement Yeah, but you're the boss. You make the schedule. I'm the behind-the-scenes genius.
2: Jerry is going to pony up the dough for us to do the radio broadcast for the BCIAA tournament coming up in two weeks, as that should be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, I believe, uh, for the
1: Berks County tournament. So if he's the behind-the-scenes genius, the fact that we just heard you... It's amazing that we can even be in your presence right now.
0: I'm glad you recognize it.
1: I like okay. how he's wearing a headset, but he's
2: still using the wireless mic.
0: That's because his headset sounds like sh- uh, crap. Beep.
2: It's a family <laughs> broadcast, Jerry. That's why I censored myself. We are on the Saints Sports Network.
8: Good Where do point. you
2: ever censor yourself? Yeah, that's, that's funny, too. Valid. I mean, if we want to keep talking basketball, Berks Catholic has Wilson on Tuesday and then Thursday at Holy Ghost Prep. So if either of you two want to travel on down towards the Philly area, Mike's shaking his head no. (laughs) Well, I I will be traveling kind of towards the Philly area, but I won't be staying there. If you're anywhere towards Ben Salem, I believe that's where Holy Ghost Prep is currently located, should be a good one. It's two of the best high school boys basketball coaches dueling once again. We've had it a few times here uh, this season. They always seem to schedule uh, some good ones, as obviously we had Snip going up against Trinity, and then we also had Abington Heights coming here to town. Yeah, we had some, some of the best boys basketball coaches in Pennsylvania in our presence here.
0: And when you went to York, Cat. York Cat spells. Cat your, your Cat.
2: Your Cat, cat, like. your cat, cat like. likes. That's it. Your Cat likes.
1: Forgot about that. I don't I don't know how I forgot about it but I did. This has got to be the longest post game that That's we have ever for. done here on the Exeter Sports Network, the Saints Sport Net Sports Network, and I hope I hope you are at home listening just with bated breath to every word that comes out of our mouths because we don't do this often. Well, listen, Jerry brought the wireless mic with and he made the special
2: trip He brought it with. He packed it full of batteries. We're going to make him use it as we were supposed to have Matt Ashcroft here on the program. And
1: obviously, Jerry's still in possession of that microphone. Doesn't look like it'll happen.
0: I I think that Matt didn't feel like talking.
1: Which I can understand. In fact, I thought we were going to do the pregame from the parking lot once the fire drill was going on. You had that in your hand. I took my script with me. I thought, we've got this covered. Such an
2: odd night to start, Low getting in the, the, uh, the, the fake fire drill, having to uh, evacuate the building, and then getting to the front doors, and I'm telling, telling us, no, 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 go ahead, go back in. Brought the wireless mic with, didn't have it turned on. I was talking to nobody for a few minutes. Good job, Jerry.
0: Good practice for you. But this is how you do a postgame show. Apparently you just stick around for like an hour until they start shutting out the lights, and then you leave. That's what we learned the other night, right? Well,
2: apparently, WEU will be here until about 10 o'clock. So we just want to stay on as long as possible to match them to make sure that you're getting your money's worth. Jerry, maybe we should go to another commercial break. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you know what we're, we're going to do for you? Instead of going to, which I thought was a fantastic idea, we're going to read to you the advertising banners that appear here in Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium. We've got Reading Dermatology. Excuse me, none of these people paid. Man. Oh, darn it. No, Jerry, don't go there. because well, they, you- said they, they said I'm they going support there.
0: the Saints, and so do we. Yeah, we do, but they didn't support us, so...
2: Jerry said it was fine when I said that my York Catholic broadcast was brought to you by Popeyes.
1: Yes. and I did hear that conversation.
3: <laughs> Is In Home Oxygen a sponsor?
0: They did not sponsor
1: no.
3: basketball. Okay, They, they, they were, were a football a sponsor.
0: Correct.
2: Football okay. sponsor. They were a former sponsor of Reading United as well. Know that for a fact.
0: Oh, it's soccer. Can't talk about soccer. We can talk
1: about right, so- Mike. We could broadcast soccer if you wanted to, well, but we, we are chose in America,
0: football. so I'm just saying,
3: I'd rather have your hockey talk at this point for the Olympics.
1: I still say we do something in the living room, a few drinks, and curling. And curling. Come on, can you imagine how you could just nail curling? Oh, it- drunk? Yeah. No. Well. Oh, well, maybe. You know, maybe influenced. Maybe I mean, that's what I want to say. Influenced. I
2: mean, it was a day very much like today. It was raining all day. It was a little bit windier. burks Catholic was worried about a potential tent blowing away, and that's why we had to call it from your living room. But yeah, you know, wings. Mike was sucking down the rum and cokes.
3: I didn't know there was any rum in those drinks. I thought they were cokes.
2: <laughs> <goats>. My <laughs> mistake. Jer- Jerry with the light <laughs> pours. What yeah. a shock. Yeah, me. Hey, come on over. i I've got some ice water stash. for you. <laughs> I
1: think it was from Jerry's personal stash. What, I'm giving it to him? Did he give <laughs> you some truffles, too? You know, a nice little presentation there on the table.
0: All right, get, let's get off me. Let's now, get back to basketball.
2: The wings were pretty dainty, though. They, were, they, they lacked
1: in size.
0: You didn't have to eat them,
1: did you?
3: I,
0: I was
2: no, appreciative but I had to eat of twice the wings as and many. The
1: drink,
3: so I was appreciative of both.
1: You know, this is something else I've realized here. This is the absolute longest that I've ever seen the score on the scoreboard (laughs) for as long as it has been after the game. Well, the PA announcer has completely
2: walked away from his duties. That's right. It's Coach Ashcroft. Maybe Ashcroft does want to come talk to us. It's a good thing that we are still chatting. Yeah. And not necessarily just about curling. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, he does want to come over. Yeah, he He does. does. Oh, it's a good thing that we stayed on. Yeah. I'll let you guys talk to him. Go ahead. You got it, Jerry.
6: <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, we're
2: just trying to match W-E-E-U word for word. We're, uh, I think we're doing a pretty good job. Exactly. We're, we're not doing bad.
6: I, 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 I got you. We're definitely
2: not going for basketball, that's for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But well, we can come back to it.
6: RMO is, RMO is three quarters. We play for three quarters, and then just we wear down.
1: So, Coach, when you when you look at a game like tonight, obviously not the offensive outpour you would want to see how do you approach your team going into Perkiomen Valley Governor Mifflin put this one behind Mm -hmm. you and go into that one with the attitude that you need to have
6: well I think the biggest thing I think the biggest thing with us is um, we always talk about basketball we think is a much easier sport than football I think coach maybe you would agree with this football you got to wait a week after after a really tough loss Um, so we think it's an easier sport from that standpoint we generally get a get a new opportunity within 48 hours um, so I think that's huge uh, for us. And the other thing is we have everything in front of us still. We've had a tough stretch. I think we've lost six or seven, something, something like that. It's a tough, tough stretch. We've also lost four of those games to some of the best teams in the state. Two Redding, two Burks, one Muhlenberg. I mean, just a brutal stretch. And I think we've battled. Um, we talked to the guys. We've battled for three-plus quarters, and we just kind of wear down and make those silly turnovers, and get a little impatient on offense. You can't do that against a team that shoots the ball like Burks Catholic. I think they're, I mean, how many high school teams do you know that have seven shooters? It just doesn't exist out there. I think most high school teams, you're lucky you get two, two and a half shooters. Um, so I think it's easy because we have everything in front of us. Ten and nine, we're not worried about record. We're still looking strong for districts. And we go 2-0 to end the season. We're in county playoffs. Which is, that's the goal. And Coach, we that's just talked
3: goal. about that. You know, where, where you are going to the end of the season here, you have two games ahead of you. You win those two games, you get one of those wild card plays. Sure. Um, and so that's one good thing looking at it. Injury to Joey Schlaffer, you don't have to elaborate on the injuries like that, but how does that change the dynamic of your team and the makeup of what you're putting on the court? Um, having played with him the whole year obviously as one of your starters and one of your leading scorers, how does that change the dynamic of the team right now?
6: Yeah, Joey's tremendous. I mean, he's, he, he's one of those guys, you know, you talk about a 5 tool player in baseball. He's like that in, in basketball. I mean, he does everything on offense. He does everything on defense, does everything on the court. He is one of those few two-way players that you dream of as a coach where he can fill it up, go for, you know, and you see what he does. You know, he goes for 22 and 12 kind of on a regular basis. Um, he guards the other team's best or second-best player or their best post player. It doesn't matter. He can guard the one through the five. So, yeah, losing a guy with that kind of versatility is always going to hurt. Um, the kid's always smiling. He's just, he brings infectious energy to the team. and um, So obviously that hurt, but we have that next-man-up mentality. And I I thought Kevin Sines just came in and was outstanding tonight. He did an absolutely wonderful job on Aiden Sands, who who Aiden's been a hot, hot player. You know, we lost him early. We switched Kevin on to Aiden. And I I don't think, you know, Aiden got a couple looks, but Aiden had to work for everything. Um, So I thought Kevin was absolutely outstanding. Um, And you can see what he does on offense. He's a very, very skilled offensive player. So that next man up mentality, Kevin did an outstanding job.
1: I'll tell you what, you talk about Kevin as far as on the defensive end, and I'll give a shout out to Zion. Love to hear what you think about Zion and Colin and Teddy. They've been a fantastic job at the point all year long as far as keeping those point guards, for the most part, at bay and not allowing them to drive in the middle.
6: Exactly right. What was Zion giving up, 10 inches to Cook? Yeah. Uh, and the only, the only point Cook scored in the first half was a contested three that, he's the only player in the county that can make that shot. You know, and and so Cook goes to the half, I think, with three, unless he scored something in transition. He had five. He had five? Yeah. So he had two in transition. He had had three on Zion, which was a ridiculous shot. The kid's incredibly skilled. So, you know, Zion giving up 10 inches, um, you know, he's he's been wonderful for us. He makes us go on offense. He slows us down. And the nice thing about Zion is he knows how much when we get tired, we become impatient if you guys notice. And Zion's one of those guys that can kind of settle some of our other guys down, and he's just, he's invaluable. Um, and it starts with his defense and his intensity.
3: You know, Matt, you had uh, to chase in the lane for a lot of your defensive sets tonight, and Gibbons kind of hit a couple shots. That isn't normally something he does for them, but uh, I, we all thought that was a good defense that you guys had. You cut J.J. off from driving to the basket a lot. Um, obviously, that was probably the, the focal point of what you guys had to stop first, was Jordan getting to the basket.
6: Yes. Yes, so that was one of our we, when you take something away in any sport, but especially basketball, you know, you have five timeouts, 32 minute game, it's fast-paced. When you take something away, you have to give something up. And we just we were not we were not content with allowing JJ to go one-on-one. He's too good. He's too good in transition. I thought until we turned it over at the end of the third, we kept him out of transition, which was a concern of ours. Then a couple turnovers and he just, he's so good. And in the half court, we just, even though Teddy was, Teddy was unbelievable. Teddy did a great job on on him. We still, he's that good, that great Teddy defense. Sometimes JJ can still score. You know, even though I think Teddy did a great job of of keeping him in check. We wanted that second level help, so to speak. And we were, we were content with kind of living with some contested threes and Hey, give Tyler credit, he hit him. You know, I mean, he hit some big, big shots. He hit a a mid-range to to start the game, which was big. He had a beautiful back cut, you know, so he had four of their first six, and then two big threes here, which kind of sealed it. So give Tyler credit, you know, that was the game plan, and he just beat us.
1: Coach Ashcroft, we appreciate you spending some time. We know the guys are waiting for you on the bus, I'm sure. But uh, we wish you nothing but the best the rest of the way, and we are going to be your biggest supporters. And Thank appreciate you, you spending some time with us tonight.
6: Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Hey, we got We got to get a win next time. It's BC Exeter. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh,
1: it. We, All right. Are we getting
6: rescheduled for Warwick? Warwick will not be rescheduled. It will not be rescheduled. Correct. Um, so our last two are Perk Valley, Mifflin, um, and then hopefully in a couple days we got county playoffs. So, thanks,
3: Thank
8: coach. You guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh,
0: Solid
2: guy. That's so nice to get nice, kind words from people. Absolutely. Usually we hear the heckling. Exactly. <laughs> Usually we have W-E-E-U yelling in our ears. What'd you say? <laughs> not not at us, oh, but okay. all right. Mike wants to go home. Mike
0: does want to go home. Mike Let's wants to go
2: home. So Score's upcoming, still on
3: the board. That's all I know.
2: I'm <laughs> coming for Exeter. They have Perk Valley. Uh, that's on here is an 11 a.m. start time on Saturday. Uh, Lord knows that'll be closer to... Twelve thirty, one o'clock by the time they get rolling. And then they have Governor Mifflin on Tuesday. Meanwhile, for Burks Catholic, they will polish off their regular season schedule uh, against Wilson, looking to avenge that second loss of the season on Tuesday. That will be right here on the Saints Sports Network. And then Thursday, they will travel to Holy Ghost Prep in a game that maybe will bring. We're 50-50. If somebody wants to make the trip, Jerry will pay you a little bit extra, five bucks extra. So 60 to 40, your final score. Saints improving to 16 and three this year as they roll along towards what could be the number two seed in the county, number one seed in districts, as they have completely turned it around from last year. Fantastic season overall for the Saints. And once again, we'll bring that to you on
1: Tuesday and you guys will have the Saturday game for Exeter. Absolutely, and Ryan, Mike, Jerry, fun time tonight. Indeed. I think this worked out well. You guys get paid? Only on occasion, and we can't tell you how. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I got
2: my 1099 tonight (laughs) from Jerry, so it's legit now. It's not just Venmo only. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks, to Jerry, for pulling us all together as usual. 60-40, to your final score here tonight. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Burke's Catholic Boys Basketball on the Safe Sports Network, brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph, on the web at pennstatehealth.org, Meg's Quilted Memories at megsquiltedmemories.com, and the Reading Royals at royalshockey.com. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gell of Media. Good night.